right. I've got Lindsay with me. Hello. This is the the Lindsay that spells her name wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, it's been a minute since I've done a podcast, so I want to try to keep it within the 30-minute bounds. I'm hoping that this <laughs> will not extend and then we touch on the things the pins the pinpoints or whatever you want to call it that I stated to you that we want to do so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you start I want to ask you how has your month been I've taken a month hiatus and kind of wanted to touch base and see how your December is gone well I tell you what it's it's been December that's for sure I, I love the holidays but I'm grateful that they're getting on the backside here. So Colton's been at his dad's and it's rough sharing kids. And, you know, like Jay's a teenager, I let him open his presents early and just, it's hard getting in the spirit when you got to share your kids. That all? I've had an amazing, as much of a Grinch as I am, uh, that amazing man of mine has literally made it the best that I've experienced in a while though. That's, that's for sure. Like he met my family and they all love him and his baby. And it's just, it's been great. That's good for me. I have enjoyed my December for the most part. I was sad that, you know, I got to see my little kids off to their parents for what, two and a half weeks. And then I've got my family here that I had to get ready with Christmas and that was okay. I did good for the party and everybody's gifts and what have you. Except one of them didn't get delivered. Uh-oh. Shame on you, Amazon. I still need to call and tell them about that. and Peace of my mind. And let's see. I can't really think of a bad day that I've had. Other than my period was really, really bad this month. Like, it was bad. Well, there's an extra good thing for me. I don't have those anymore. Yay! Lucky you. Uh-huh. It, is, it is. It is. I will rub it in a little bit. I do have um, something that I want to talk about. And I know that you have had experience with the same situation that I have when it comes to abusive relationships. December is particularly a hard month for me because there are a lot more domestic violence cases that tend to happen. In fact, whenever I was reading the police reporter, I noticed that three fourths of them were domestic violence, uh, strangulations, um, things like that. And it wasn't just of like a spouse. It it also injury to a child or elderly and what have you. And Mm -hmm. it really, it breaks my heart because I know how that feels. And I don't want to see anybody else go through that. And unfortunately, I have someone that's very close to me that's going through not the exact same similar thing that that I went through or that you went through, Mm -hmm. but is definitely going through a hard time. Absolutely. And knowing that we've been through that, we know what to expect and what steps could be taken to help. And that's what we would like for everyone to know that you can come to us and we can tell you, we can help you. Yeah. Today just broke my heart into a million pieces. Um, I was, I was so afraid that the worst happened. And then whenever I got the reply, 
I felt so much better. I was mad. <laughs> like I went from, being, <laughs> went from being petrified and, and scared to being mad. Like, oh, you shouldn't have to be going through this, you know? And it feels kind of like we lost a child at a water park kind of thing. How <laughs> dare you run away from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk, like I said, about, um, domestic violence and we should be able to kind of break this down into personal experiences because after all that's what my channel or I'm sorry let me rephrase that that's what my podcast seems to be a mixture of personal stories and then fun and games (laughs) it's real life and it's raw and it's it's absolutely wonderful. You can come here for a shoulder to lean on. You can come here because you need to laugh. It's literally the best. A couple of statistics from what am I on? I am on abs.gov.au. I'm not really sure what that is. But if you go onto Google and you research um, statistics, for domestic violence, you find that one in four women and one in six men have experienced partner emotional abuse since the age of 15. That's young. That is, that young, is very and young. Terrifying. Yeah, it really is. Um, within emotionally abusive relationships, threatening and degrading behaviors were more commonly experienced than controlling social or financial behaviors. Financial stress, living with intellectual or psychological disability, and single parenthood were associated with higher rates of partner emotional abuse. Those who experienced abuse or witnessed parental violence as a child were twice as likely than those who did not experience partner emotional abuse as an adult. Over half of women and a quarter of men who experienced Partner, 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 emotional abuse also experienced physical and or sexual violence by a partner. Obviously, it's not just women that go through emotional and physical abuse in a relationship. I have met plenty of men who have gone through an abusive, emotionally abusive relationship with their their wife, their their husband. I mean, all across the board, because I know lots of different types of people. It's not just one race. It's and it's not just one sex. Right. All around encompassing people. Well, this this sort of thing. Also, like I had a dear friend that he committed suicide because he couldn't get out of the relationship he was in. This sort of thing. People don't realize exactly how drastic this sort of thing it really is in this world. There's a lot of get over it and things like that. And people you know, even myself, I've been guilty of, you know, just get over it and, you know, telling someone else, just get over it. When now that I'm fully starting to fully understand it more, I've got more empathy for it. And I want to help people. We'll go into defining partner emotional abuse. These behaviors are characterized in nature by their intent to manipulate, Mm -hmm. control, isolate, or intimidate the person they are aimed at. Repeated behaviors and include psychological, social, financial, also known as uh, economic abuse and verbal abuse. Examples, controlling or trying to control a person from contacting family, friends, or community. 
I personally was secluded from my family. You know, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, you had a choice. I mean, you're damn right. I did. I did have a choice. Mm hmm. But you were not living the 24-7 life that I was living. It's easy to see the house from the outside without knowing what the fuck is happening on the inside. You know, you're not part of the everyday conversations or the guilt trips. You don't know about those. You don't the, know the about... Manipulation the manipulation. You don't you know, know about... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Uh, just like mine... You know, as you're reading that, my my experiences are, you know, going through my mind. And I just like I remember the manipulation was a big part because even as yes, I did have a choice, but it's kind of like I was under a spell because they would tell me things like, oh, well, you promised me you would do this. It's It, it doesn't it's, it doesn't just flat out. It's not flat out like you're not allowed to go to your parents' house or you're not allowed to go to your friend's house. You're not allowed to take your kids to see their aunt. It's not like that. It's, oh, hey, you you said you were going to help me do this today. And then it's, oh, hey, we, I, I'm sorry, we can't go over there today because we prom, cause I promised my friend we're going over there. I just forgot to tell you. And then it's, it's little things like that. Next thing you know, months go by and you haven't seen anybody that you care about and or your friends or anything like that because something always pops up. It's manipulation. And you don't realize that you're getting put under a spell right away. You don't realize that you have a choice to make. It's that's where mine came in. Yeah. And on my end, it was, you can spend some time with me right now and then we'll go get your kids. And then alcohol was introduced or, mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to, this is taking a lot longer. Like like he knew that if he got me out of the house and with him, that he could keep me out and away. And then I was having to make the excuses yeah. like it where we're stuck in traffic and like all, I mean, mm -hmm. anything that I could come up with. Um, I can't, I can't repeat verbatim everything that he would say, but <laughs> the one well, thing that sticks might. out is give me five seconds. Give me five seconds. Give me yes. five seconds. I hate hearing that. It, I cringe. If I hear somebody say that, parts of me are ready to, to punch them in the mouth you mm -hmm. know obviously I control myself but it does trigger it that is a big trigger for me it was more or less and then it was guilt and then it was mm -hmm. I'm not gonna love you and I don't want to be with you and I don't you know if you don't spend every waking moment with me but it wasn't said in those exact words no but, that but that's what, what it was yes constantly insulting a person to make them feel ashamed, belittled or humiliated. Example mm -hmm. like put downs. Yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah. lot of that. Controlled or tried to control them from knowing, accessing or deciding about household money. That was a big thing for me like I went from a shared financial situation to a I didn't have a penny to my name. Same. And even though I was kept from getting a job because my time had to be doing what he wanted me to do, not what I mm -hmm. wanted to do. And also not knowing, like not having any money, I had no independence. It made me rely on him. 
Yes. And when they, when you have to so-called rely on them, they hold that over your head. I did this for mm-hmm. you. So now you got to do this for me. Oh, or yeah. why are you <laughs> complaining? Because after all I've done for you, I'm only asking this one thing of you. And that, you know, the in reality, that is not the case. It's all manipulation. And yeah. I was the financial for me when we first started talking, it was, you know, we were, you know, setting, you know, how we see, how we saw things and, uh, in a relationship or whatever, you know, if we were to have gotten married, we would say this was our money, a joint account kind of thing. Never in my mind did it click to me. You know, there's a lot of married couples or just people in general that share a bank account, you know, and that's well and fine. I'm, I'm a more independent person, especially now that after what I've been through, but never in my mind did it click to, Every dime that I earn, he get he wants to claim to. And that's exactly what he did. So whenever yeah. I would say I'm going to use my money that I earned to go buy groceries to, you know, put in our fridge, he would get mad at me and say, no, I'm using it for blah, blah, blah. Most of it was gambling addiction. And say, you're a liar because you said that that was our money. I, that you know, we can do whatever with it, you know, and he would put that on me. So I never had money. I never had any independence of any kind whatsoever. The job thing, that was the same for me too. I wasn't, I had a job, but he knew my schedule. And if I was 30 seconds late for something or whatever, then he would never let me hear the end of it. Like I said, I went from I knew every single penny where it was going. I helped with budgeting, paying bills, you know, and all that to not having anything. And Mm -hmm. it seemed at first, you know, it it was uh, like a fairy tale where I didn't have to worry about anything. Still to this day, I would love to not have to to worry about it. I would love to have a bookkeeper or whatever you call it, you know, absolutely, uh, a personal account. There you (laughs) go. You know, but I don't. Um, and but I was like, oh man, somebody else is taking control, taking over, and that's helpful. It eased my mind. And mind you, uh, let me step back for a second and just say that at any point during this, I was ignorant to anxiety, mm-hmm. different types of anxiety, different types of of uh, mental disabilities. I didn't know anything about borderline personality disorder. I didn't know really anything about PTSD. The only mm-hmm. thing that I knew a little bit about was postpartum depression. And nobody ever said, Lindsay, I think that you're suffering from postpartum depression. I never went in and challenged my feelings. You know, right. I, I never did. You just I never this is what them. it is. I'm going to carry mm-hmm. on with life. Never yeah. a thought would cross your mind of what I'm feeling is wrong. Something's right. got to give. So somebody else taking control and taking that weight off my shoulders, I was like, that's cool. But I didn't know that that meant Total I was going to have to rely and depend on this person. That I was going to have to be like, can I please have uh, a Dr. Pepper or can I can I plead? Like, I didn't know I was going to have to ask, you know, right. why, why wasn't I just given, Hey, here's, 
here's 20 bucks, go to the store and get whatever drinks you want or whatever. Like what happened to that? That's what I have now. My husband is very, there isn't anything that we don't share. We share everything. We share bank accounts. We share, you know, ideas, everything. And you, and that's what I'm learning now is that's the, the comfort and the trust that you have with each other. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to, supposed to be each other's safe haven, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that until now, literally just now. It's amazing. It's, it's hard to accept because I'm, I'm so used to being beaten to, to the point of me blacking out because there was no more Oreos in the cabinet. I'm used to being raped because I was told that's my job to lay there and take it. I'm, I'm so used to saying, okay, letting them yell at me and tell me that I'm a worthless bitch and I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm a slut. I'm a, I'm, I'm a piece of shit because I didn't make the mashed potatoes how he wanted them. You know, it's something I'm so used to being mistreated and I wasn't, you know, like in those statistics that you were just reading, I didn't, I was very sheltered. I had the most wonderful, happy, happy childhood. There was never alcohol or drugs in my house. My mom and dad are still together, still married under the same roof to this day. Now that I'm grown, I I know that I was sheltered and all I was doing was just living a happy life like a lost kid in Neverland. I went through those things not knowing the realities that are there in this world. Yeah. I want to quickly point out that there are stages like a pattern. When I was hearing my friend talk about some of the things that's happening, I was like, Oh, that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. (laughs) Here we go. And now we're about to come to the explosive part. So we're talking about in a, in a romantic relationship in a a partnership in a, a marriage a commitment, whatever, a civil union, however you want to put it. The narcissist will dazzle you with gifts and compliments. They'll make you feel special Mm -hmm. and appear to be attracted to you, like super attracted to you. It seems like they have fallen in love like straight away and like it was destined to be. Controlling tactics might be present early on. Like they may guilt or shame you for spending time with others outside of the relationship or breaking boundaries you've previously communicated. We have a devaluation stage where it's also known as the depreciation stage. It starts slowly. Most of the time they'll start dropping subtle hints that you've done something wrong, that you've gotten something or that you have forgotten something important or that you've hurt their feelings. Now, mind you, their feelings are more important than your feelings. You'll be made to feel crazy for having your own feelings. And like, how dare you have hurt feelings too? How dare you have an issue with, with Mm -hmm. anything that they've done? This is all your fault now. Okay. Um, things like backhanded, backhanded compliments, um, criticism, mind games that seem harmless, uh, no win situations. You're just like, I'm pounding my head against a fucking wall. There's no argument. Like no matter what I say, you have a comeback for it. The lack of empathy, um, and validation comparing you to others, humiliation, 
<laughs> mm-hmm. I can I'm not ready to talk about some of the humiliating things that this person um, in my past put me through. I'm just not ready to like publicly say this is what happened because I don't think people understand how bad it really was. And like, I'm not here for a shock or anything, but it was pretty damn bad. I've never been more humiliated in my life. Like I've humiliated myself pretty bad, but this type of sexual humiliation is not something that any woman, any man should ever have to go through what I was put through. No, you have the repetition stage. Then you have the discard stage. Now, if you go to the repetition stage, you will see or hear um, that it will leave you feeling depressed, anxious, confused, and scared of losing your relationship with the, the narcissist. You mm-hmm. might try harder to please them um, or pull away from them to protect yourself. They will feel hurt and enraged by your attempts to distance yourself from them. So whenever you start to grow balls and stand your ground, then it's, why would you do this to me? How could you? I thought we had something and I want to work on this. We can, we can be the best married couple in the world. If you'll just talk to me and, and we can mm-hmm. do this or, You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Once you fall back into this pattern with them, everything's hunky dory for a while. And then boom, we go right back to the same damn cycle that you just came out of a couple of days, maybe weeks or months ago. And you're going right back. They'll be extremely nice to you. uh, Give you compliments. Write you love notes. You know what I'm saying? Flowers bring you flowers exactly and then as soon as you start to feel yeah and as soon as you start to feel like okay everything's going good like we're past this (laughs) nope think again it starts the the process starts again you're gonna run out of oreos again and he's gonna beat the shit out of you again you go to the discard stage um and that can happen a few different ways And these aren't definites that will happen. These are things that are common. Okay. They might decide that they're done with you and they have no further use. The rejection is typically swift and brutal. They will be angry with you for reasons that don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Like it's your fault that they have, they have all these female friends because you, if you would wear makeup more often, (laughs) If, um, if you didn't have so many guy friends, then I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel the need to have other female companionship Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell. Yeah, definitely common for narcissists to continue gaslighting and using other controlling tactics to keep control over you. You might wake up and decide that this partner is not healthy for you and try to leave then they will start love bombing you and you get fall right back into it. And it's a lifelong thing. It will cause anxiety, depression, dissociation, PTSD. The longer you stay in it, the harder it's going to be to work on yourself. I mean, fuck. It took me well over eight years to start working on 
not even a year's worth of damage that was done. Mm-hmm. You've been my saving grace. And, you know, I didn't even know how damaged I really was because I haven't dated in seven years. And now this man that is literally a dream come true comes into my life. And I get a bonus child on top of that. She's amazing. She is truly amazing. I love her to death. I, it's hard to accept this as a new reality. And yep. thank God for you and Aww. that man and y'all's no. your your willingness to see that I needed help. And I didn't because I didn't know that I did. I was still brainwashed even seven years later. I'm you sorry. have to recognize don't you excuse me. What are you sorry for? You stop that shit right now. <laughs> I'm sorry that you felt like that you felt that way. Like oh. I don't want anybody feeling like that. And I'm with you on that. Absolutely. I didn't you you won't realize how damaged you are. You really won't. And now I have this amazing circle and this new family and everything else that I get to actually truly love and feel safe. That is the most amazing gift that you could ever receive. People have to understand that they need help. They can't, you know, just throw it. No, I'm fine. I'll be okay. You really won't. I promise you, you won't. As stubborn and obnoxious as I am, I promise you, it will hit. See what's going on. Got to open your eyes. You've got to understand, know for yourself. And if, especially if you have kids, you know, take care of them. I'm a single mom, but I'm able to parent now and everything. I'm able to understand and help my kids better now because I took care of myself. I'm taking care of myself now. And I'm, I'm glad that I could be there for you. That leads me into this last little bit that I want to make sure that we talk about. Whenever you find yourself, and this isn't specifically for, for you, Lindsay. This isn't specifically for my friend. This is for everybody. When you find yourself in a situation where you have befriended a person that is going through this or you become involved in some nature with someone who has been through these types of um, past relationships, whether it's an ex, a mother, a father, uh, it doesn't matter a boss. It's brutal. Okay. Do not, do not let these people <laughs> down. Don't just drop them because it's too much. No, because the next thing, the next thing that you're going to be reading is how this person was shot in cold blood murder. You're going to be reading the how obituaries. And we're going to be at the funeral saying things that we should never have to say. Yeah. Or go, oh, my God, I shouldn't have given up. Or, oh, my God, that's my daughter. I should have been there for her. Oh, my God, that's my child. How could I just leave them to make their own decisions, you know, or, or whatever? Oh, my God, that was my coworker. Like, now I see the signs always try to be aware of what's happening 
what's going on. And I do thank God that there are people that have been through these things because they're able to say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. come here. I'm like your safe haven. Come talk to me. You give yourself some educating materials, what I'm trying to say, when it comes to coping with narcissistic abuse, okay? Let's make sure that you give relationships time. Relationships develop over time. Uh, from mutual interest in each other to a stronger, more genuine type of connection. It takes time to learn somebody. And if you don't jive, you just don't jive and that's okay. Set your boundaries. Know your boundaries. Like you have a strong mind. Everyone has a strong mind. They know what they like, what they don't like, what they accept, what they don't accept. Okay. Mm -hmm. Keep that very clear to everyone else and yourself. Know how you expect to be treated and convey that. The first sign of someone mistreating you, be ready to walk away with your head held high. Okay. You want to maintain a record of some sort. For instance, I, I'm the first one. It's like record, 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 because mm -hmm. it's, Im it's imperative that, that you have some sort of memory, like a diary, um, writing things in your notes, any, I mean, a text message with a friend, any of it. You know, if you suspect someone might be manipulating you, keep a record of it. Write things down. Find every excuse to do things by text or email. I will, I do not like having a conversation over the phone if it involves business or anything like, like that. I, I refuse. I do not want to do a phone call. I can't do it. I want to know, I'll call you and talk to you and see how the kids are doing, you know, how you've been. That's it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we can text, we can email, be aware of gaslighting behaviors. Keep your trusted friends close because like we said, a narcissist may try to drive a wedge between you, the person that, you know, someone that you love, like your, your mom, your dad or whatever, your kids try not to let it happen. And for the love of God, if somebody does notice that it's happening, like, hey, man, we used to hang out all the time. Take that as an opportunity to step back and be like, okay, why have I not hung out with this person? Why have I not called this person? Like, what is really going on here? Just, just kind of evaluate. And it takes just a few minutes to be like, okay, why, 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 why? And if you're like, oh, because so-and-so keeps this or so-and-so says this, so the same person, you know, you, you start to become self-aware. Yes. <sighs> I wish I would have known that a lot sooner. Whenever you start and whenever you start to wonder what's real, I promise you, your trusted friends can help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. You might not like what they have to say, and it may make you feel bad, but you got to keep those honest friends with you, man. You just, you have to maintain your own financial independence. Now you have to be able to have your own independence because when something happens, you need to be able to get out. And if you can't call me, call me, mm -hmm. I've, I will always have a couch 
um, a pallet on the floor, a futon, a chair. I've all I've got something that you can crash on till we figure it out. And we will figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get how hard this is. We we've been there and we know also what a relief it is to be on the other side once it's done. You learn what you really do deserve in this world. You don't deserve the treat the mistreatment and everything that you've been receiving. You do not deserve that. Nobody does. You deserve to be yourself and to be an independent in all aspects and to find true happiness in this world without someone bringing you down in any way, shape or form. Someone once said, what is Lindsay going to do for you now? How is your Lindsay going to save you? And all I can say is watch this space. As always, I hope you enjoyed the episode and remember to follow me on Facebook, Insta, TikTok, and Twitter at The Weekly Lens for all the latest updates. Thank you. Take care. Until next time. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Weekly Lens, where the perspectives are raw, wild, and it can get explicit, so let's get right to it.